Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's the Philosopher's Stone coming back from the holidays, I guess. Took a bit of a break there, but uh, that's not unusual for us. We come and go at our, as we please. We're like we're like uh, like a stray dog in the podcast world. When you mm. see us, it's a great day, but we might not be there every <laughs> week, you know. True, or or we could be like uh, wizards in Lord of the Rings. They arrive precisely when they mean to. Yes. Well, our name does kind of have wizard-like connotations to it. Our podcast name. Indeed. 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 Uh, Indeed wizard magic and philosophy always hand in hand. Yes, of course. Can you imagine? <laughs> could you imagine a wizard that never waxes philosophical? They're just, <laughs> just. Uh. That's very that's literal, great, actually. Who who's like that in Harry Potter? I guess Snape, McGonagall. Are yeah. they philosophical? I guess I wasn't really thinking of the Harry Potter ones. Now I was oh, thinking yeah, more yeah, of like yeah. the the classic, classic wizard, wizard yeah. Gandalf, a stupid wizard. There's there's some stupid wizards in Harry Potter, right? That one kid that with the buck teeth, fucking the. Uh, I don't know anything about Harry Neville Potter. Longbottom. Yeah, isn't he yeah. an idiot? He's forgetful. He's oh. forgetful. Yeah. Well, forgetfulness definitely doesn't help your intelligence. That's for sure. No, no, definitely not. Um, unless you forget to think inside the box, and you're right. always out, then it helps you. Yes, you forget what the normal perspective is, and so you come up with very insightful. <laughs> things uh apologize for my voice it's probably sounding pretty gross because i am on the tail end of the flu the old-fashioned flu coat you know covid came in and it, no doubt about it it's it disrupted the uh the game right you know mm-hmm. it came out swinging it made a it made a big statement off the bat and mm-hmm. it was the talk of the town for years but let me tell you the uh, old school flow flu it's still Still packs a punch. Still lays oh. you out when you get it. Did you? Did you? Because uh, I, I had that over the holidays. I think I had flu, and one of the craziest things about it was my teeth hurt because my mm. sinuses were so fucked. Did that happen to you? No, my teeth don't hurt. I but my sinuses. It's like it's a, my sinuses have just become like a mucus factory. Oh yeah, yeah. and uh, so I've much. Had, one of the main things that for the like when I was in the thick of it was I had terrible headaches all the time. Like, yeah, I, had to, I just had to lay down in a dark room for like two days straight. That's your sinus headache. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's the it's it worse started, when you bend over, right? I mean, it's not that bad. It was just like I think it's because I'm constantly sniffing too. Like it's just not good. The headache is bad, but Damn. I'm back. What do you do if you bend. Have, What do you do if you need to sniff? need to snort blow and you have the flu does it still uh, work i'm sure some of it gets through but you're definitely not going to be getting your money's worth might be better just to rub it on your gums good point but i don't good. know anything about that so uh, yeah, yeah moving on um moving on. no that's, that's why my voice i've just i've all my symptoms have like been overcome besides this last bit of like sinus congestion but whatever tis what it is you'll get there yeah, I'm we guessing because I got sick on January 4th, so it's been a week now. So well, hopefully the last bit of this shakes off over the weekend. I got to do some comedy. So, you know, people are a bit wary of someone on stage sounding like they're in the thick of some sort of illness these days. So whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It is true. But if you sound sick. You can still say, like, I'm not sick now, but I was sick. My voice is still fucked up. And then you can do your being sick material. And it will I still hit because you still sound sick. I surprisingly don't have any. I did write bah. one joke, like, bah. a few years ago, probably like four years ago, I wrote a joke about being sick, actually. But I forget how it goes. Uh, I wrote a poem about snot. Oh, can you recite a few lines? <clears throat> you spit a couple uh, yeah. bars? Um, if your snot's clear, you've got nothing to fear. If your snot's yellow, you're sick there, fellow. And if your snot's blue, that's enough meth for you. <laughs> you're a modern day Dr. Seuss, I tell you. <laughs> 
ripped off the cadence of the Simpsons from one of Ned Flanders cider making poems. Oh, you know what? I wasn't allowed to watch the Simpsons because it was apparently from the devil. So I never really got into ah, Simpsons. Damn. Great show. Fl- Flanders. Great character. The, I mean, the original I know, right. I know oh, the character is just peripherally and like what their kind of gimmicks are, but I don't really, I can't really, I can't really claim I've watched an entire episode of the Simpsons before. What? Oh my God. Which so is you, funny because so, I, ha- I have this t-shirt of all the Simpson characters on it. Uh, uh-huh. I yes, like you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah. And so many times people yellow, have come up to me like to, yellow. Talk, to talk to me about the Simpsons and they're just so disappointed when I tell them I don't know anything about it. I just like the color of the shirt. Man, people are walking up to you and they're they're like they're saying things like steamed hams and you're just like, what the hell are they talking about? I'm saying get away from me, you fucking creep. <laughs> Man. Damn. So so this is interesting. You've never seen The Simpsons. I've seen so the you, Simpsons. So do you know like when, because the the Simpsons did it is like the classic thing that if you have an idea, the Simpsons did it. Well, it's just been running so long, right? That's, it's like. True. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's true. But But I know they have a, I know they have a reputation for like predicting the future. That's definitely true. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, they predicted Trump for president, I think. Yeah, they did. Crazy. Speaking of predictions. Right. Let's get into it. Okay. So <laughs> I just did my predictions for 2024. I didn't do what my opinions were of 2023, but I could maybe, maybe I can riff those. Uh-huh. But uh, do you want to just go category by category? And then we can both talk about what we, uh, what our predictions are at that, at that time. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's go over the categories. Good idea. Okay. Do you want to start? Okay, yeah, I'll start number one. You can do number two. I'll do the I'll do the odds. You could do the evens. But we're both giving our predictions for that category, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Sweet. Category number one. This is a classic category. Every year, everyone wants to know what will the top global search term be on Pornhub. The hub. Ah, yes. Not the category, the search term. Right. Big difference. Okay. Well, I might have gone category. Well, I mean, to me, it's kind of... Well, no, mine is a category, actually. Uh, That's okay. We'll let it slide. Okay. All right. Number two. Do you want to... Oh, let's just go over all 10, and then we'll we'll do the picks. No, 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 no. That's insane. Do do the picks now? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about what we're talking about while we're talking about it. Okay. Okay, what's your, for 2024, or do you want to talk about what it was in 2023? Okay, yeah. So in 2023, number one search. This is your personal number one search, right? No, this was what they reported. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is, I I, I don't look at this. No, 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 no. no, no. (laughs) Uh, Number one was uh, Hente, I don't even know how to say it. Oh, sure Uh, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, it's in a foreign language. I don't know what that is. Um, oh, yeah. Was that <laughs> uh, really one, it? Yeah, number one was hentai. Are you fucking uh, kidding me? Search term. Number That's two. That's insane. Yeah. Hentai, number one. Number two, MILF. And number three, lesbian. Glad to hear and, that lesbian still kicking so hard. Oh, yeah. It's one of the, it's, it's, it's a pretty dominant uh, category. You know what that um, is? You know what that is? It's the young, it's the young uh, teen boys, right? That are that are like you know they're they're just they're get they're flooded with hormones. They're cracking into their Pornhub accounts every day, or probably don't have accounts, but they're they're watching a lot of porn, <laughs> right? You're 14, you're home alone. What else do you do? Mm-hmm. And they are still at that age where they think even seeing a dick makes them gay, <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. so they don't want to be gay. <laughs> well, maybe nowadays they're less homophobic, but back in our day, it was quite homophobic culture still. So yeah. lesbian porn was the go-to because dick free. Yeah. Nothing gayer than watching heterosexual sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Yeah. So my top pick is uh, it, hentai is going to get displaced and lesbian will be number one. 
search term. You think so? That's that's what I predict. Interesting. It, yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I think it'll... It was the number one category in 2023, I learned. So... That is surprising to me. But I do think it's because I think most people consuming porn are probably under the age of 20, maybe? I'd like to see the breakdown of the demographics. Like who's they, spending- they break it down in a lot of different ways. Age? I don't know if they break it down by age. I mean, they can't really report under 18. Uh, yeah, that's true. But uh, my prediction <laughs> is... ASMR porn is going to take the ah. world by storm. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> ASMR is like a new type of horny. It's like a new way to get horny. Oh, sound. <laughs> they got sights. Like we all know about, obviously, that seeing something gets you horny. Uh-huh. Uh, feeling something gets you horny. Some people uh-huh. smelling stuff gets you horny. Ugh. But... <laughs> Gross. <laughs> there was always a, an open lane, a wide open, a blue ocean, as they say, of hearing things that make you horny. Mm-hmm. And so that is going to become, and now with the, the everybody's got high end microphones and high end uh, uh, hearing uh, earbuds. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be maybe not the top next year, but that's coming down the pipeline. I'm telling you right now. Wow. That's incredible. ASMR porn. That's a that's an outside the box pick. Yeah. So it's time to upgrade those <laughs> headphones, fellas. Any oh man, ASMR, yeah. I could see Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see it being interesting or you, you, you man, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yes. We'll see. Do they even have that category or search term? You search it and you tell me what you find. I've already right. done my research on that. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's pretty tantalizing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. That that's good. I, uh, man, I. Before we go to the next one, it, I they have like a map where they show you the categories by country. Right. And it was interesting. I I have a theory that I noticed that anal was the top category in South America and Europe. And I think that's because of the Catholicism. Because they think anal isn't technically sex, so it's okay to like look at it. Right. They're all about the loopholes over there. I think so, yeah. Anyway, just a theory. Just a theory that I have. Poophole, loophole. <laughs> Classic. I've, I've seen breakdowns of like states, and it's so funny because I, I think this maybe was like a Photoshop job, but I saw one map where it said like all like Kentucky had the highest trans porn search volume. Wow. Like all these like really conservative states are the ones that are watching like the trans porn the most. Mm, it's the most taboo. Yes. Interesting. Very interesting. All right. Well, there we go. I'm, I'm picking lesbian. You're picking ASMR porn. Um, hey, we'll, quit tapping we'll your back. mic. You're giving me a hard oh, on over sorry. here. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry about that. <laughs> Okay, moving on. All right. <laughs> Number two. Okay, I'll take it. I'll, I'll take it away. All right. Yeah, you're the presenter. This was your, okay, this okay. Was your idea. You're Joe okay, Coy right. bombing at the, at the Golden Globes right now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Uh, all right. So the second category is the stupidest decision of the year. Who Who's going to make it? What's it going to be? What's the big fuck up going to be? Um, in my opinion, 2023, Elon Musk buying Twitter was the stupidest decision. Um, 44 million, 44 billion, sorry, in the hole. Um, anyway, I think he'll he'll have another loss. I think Elon will again make the stupidest decision because he can make stupid decisions on a scale that nobody else can because he's the richest person in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, besides maybe Bezos could make something that's. I mean, he's more wealthy than Bezos now, right? Or was oh, right? he's like double double Bezos? Yeah, he's in a where league of he, his own. He's like one hundred seventy four billion dollars. Where is he making all this money? Uh, stock from Tesla and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, what is the? Do you have a, a specific mistake or stupid decision in mind? Yes. This this is this is this is what I I think. Um, 
Cause I think he is like, he's disconnected, I think. And I think that's why he bought Twitter. And so I think he's also going to think the next big thing are going to be AI enhanced sex dolls. <laughs> he's going to call them X dolls. Of course he is. Yeah. Of course and, he is. Uh, he's a fucking 12 year old. <laughs> yeah. And I think this will be a, he's going to enhance them with AI. So they're going to, he's going to think they're like cool. Um, but it's going to turn out that these are not the new thing. People don't want to have sex with a lifeless rubber corpse and they will be popular in China and Japan, of course. relatively speaking, Yeah, but everywhere else they won't be. And it'll be embarrassing. Well, who's got the space, you know, <laughs> yeah. who's got the square footage for a whole nother body in the room? You know what I'm saying? Every, uh, everything about it is just creepy. Like you got to clean you could, it. Uh, the cleaning. Like space, like suppose you could like fold it up so it could fit in a small compartment. Yeah. Even that's weird. Then you're like taking out this weirdly folded body out of a box and it's just. <laughs> yeah. These it's are the like type a... of people that just leave their dildos out when company comes over. Like they just, <laughs> they don't realize how fucking weird they are. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. I think he's going to think it's like a meme kind of thing. And I don't know if he'll lose a ton of money on it, but I think he will associate himself with it yeah i mean he will for sure end up marrying a robot at some point <laughs> that's yeah he might marry a robot him eh? absolutely yeah, he, within the next 10 years he's gonna marry a robot damn he yeah. can't uh procreate with a robot though he won't have to he's gonna program his offspring oh Oh, maybe he'll try to train AIs to be like him. He will. He's probably already <laughs> doing it. I guarantee you this guy's sitting down to dinner with four robots tonight already. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> are they pretending to eat or does he? Uh, I just can't imagine. <laughs> They're just eating like uh, little little uh, surges of power, <laughs> little batteries. Yeah, little batteries. <laughs> they just suck suck the energy out, and they spit spit out the shell. And he, uh, he finally, he's like, finally, people that get me. Jeez, man. Yeah, All okay. Right. I think I think it'll be him. I might be wrong about what it is, but I feel like it'll be him. I think that the physical sex doll idea is a little bit like. I don't know. It's kind of like uh, flying cars. You know, it sounds good in practice, but uh, in theory, but in practice, it's going to be a disaster and no one's going to want to deal with all the logistics involved. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be like people are uh, so some people like the serial killers, they're going to love them. They're right. going to love the fuck out of them um, and probably beat the fuck out of them, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they like like they're. They're just going to get like cadavers that are like <laughs> never rotting. Like they just stay oh, like yeah. fresh. It's a necrophiliac's dream. Yeah, exactly. Yep. The thing is, I think when it comes to like sex dolls and if we're going to go into like AI sex world, I think it's going to come down to more of a VR with a haptic feedback yeah. hardware situation. You know, I don't think it's actually going to be a physical like like I said, who's got the fucking space, right? Yeah, it's it's so true. Yeah, I I think VR and then yeah, other stuff. The yeah. real sex robots aren't gonna look sexy. They're gonna look like blow dryers and vacuum cleaners and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, outside when you take the goggles off, there's gonna be some compact <laughs> some compact uh, piece of equipment that you can shove under your bed. <laughs> You don't have to fucking clear out a uh, whole closet man. for your robot sex doll. <laughs> uh, it's so weird. So weird. And so, here's so, the thing that there is someone who will fuck you no matter who you are. There's probably multiple people on the planet that will that will have sex with you. I mean, if you're going to go all the way down to the, the AI robot doll, route, why don't you just get... <laughs> I mean, how much are you going to spend on that thing? Just use that on on escorts. Yeah, something like that. I mean, you clearly uh, already have no shame, so just go that route. Yeah. I mean, 
someone's going to have like a warehouse full of these things that no one's going to buy. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to they're going to buy them all. They're going to try and get a you know hoard the market, and then they're going to end up having just a warehouse of fuck gold. And then here's a movie idea: AI becomes sentient, sentient, right? And then one day he goes into the warehouse, and they're having the wildest orgy without him. <laughs> they're uh, like they're like toy story to- toys when he opens the door they all stop <laughs> drop to the ground <laughs> there's the next uh there's the next big porn disney crossover yes that's story. what we've been waiting for that kind of ties into one of my later uh ah. things. okay my th- stupidest decision probably the same as before but like just the continual plummeting towards some sort of climate disaster with seemingly very little progress in halting that or stopping that or even swaying public opinion to a point where it actually matters. Mm. So you're saying this is like a collectively, like the human race is a stupid, stupid. Yeah. I think that uh, people don't really care until their own physical their They have physical discomfort happening to them. Then they'll start to care. And by then it'll probably be too late anyways. Wait. Yeah. Damn. Another outside the box pick. We are all collectively making the stupidest decision. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's true. I mean, what else? What, what else is the bigger threat to the well, world? Well, the than, thing uh, is, I think change? I think pain is the most effective deterrent, and until we're in physical <laughs> pain, we're probably not going to stop. That's why I'm suggesting all vehicles, all vehicles made from now on, there's an irremovable spike strip on the pedal, the gas pedal, and you cannot start the car unless you're in bare feet. There's no way around it. The more oh. you press on the gas, the more pain you experience. Man, this is like uh, this is like how ah that that's that's amazing. That's like uh, that's how the aliens will punish us for destroying the planet. Yeah, <laughs> and it has to be linked to your own like DNA code. So like no one, you can't force someone else to drive you around. It has to be your own. It has to draw blood. There has to be a certain amount oh, of blood. Oh, it's blood drawn. powered. Blood it's a blood powered car. <laughs> Man, the Dracula mobile. <laughs> the Benz. Okay. Well, we're moving on, right? Let's move on. Yeah. Yeah, let's move on. All right, number three. Everyone loves to pr- try and predict these, the Oscars. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to predict best picture here. Um, I remember in 2023, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh was an upset win, I think. I think that was like an upset win for Best Picture. Um, who was who year, was the uh, who was the darling that everybody thought was going to win? Ah, oh, fuck, good question. Um, I can't even. Nineteen uh, Seventeen, maybe. Uh, or oh, no, what was one. it? All Quiet on the Western Front. Sorry. Oh right, some war film. What else was there? Uh, best fucking back uh, one hand. Uh, Best picture, uh, Women Talking, Top Gun Maverick, The Fablemans, Elvis, Tar, All Quiet, Banshees of Minister, and Triangle of Sadness, Avatar, Way of Water. Uh, I think the the favors for that one would have probably been Banshees, Women Talking, I think, and maybe Western Front. Those might have been the ones. But Everything Everywhere Once is kind of like a comedy as well. All Asian yeah. cast. That was a good big one. Upset. I like. I really enjoyed yeah, that one. It's a big upset. Um, yeah. So 2024, I think they take it back. They take it back to the classic Oscar bait. Um, not that this move, this movie is Oscar bait. It's just the. It's just really good. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. My prediction. You enjoyed that. I heard. I've not seen it, but I heard it was excruciatingly boring and long. Uh, I, I can't imagine how you can call Martin Scorsese crime movie boring like it's just i found it had a relentless pace and it was just super interesting and totally uh totally had me from the first shot interesting okay okay yeah fair enough not Uh, the irishman it's not the irishman part two even though the irishman was great as well uh i thought it was really good anyway what's your pick my pick for next year's oscar i got asmr porn again so I don't know what that's going to look like. I don't know what the title is, but I just know that it's going to be in the con- it's in the running. That was and last the- year. Uh, women talking. That was 
Um, yeah, I just think that's going to become a real big part of our culture as ASMR. It already is. If they're already using it in commercials, uh, I saw a McDonald's commercial, I think at the theater or something, and it was all ASMR, like ice pouring and like a woman whispering. And then like, yeah. And it's weird is that the sounds don't have to be related to sex to make you horny. That's the crazy thing. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to test that out. You better go. Go test it. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm on the Variety website, and they have their 10 predictions. Okay. They have 10 predictions for what's going to win Best Picture. Uh, number one, they have Oppenheimer. Makes sense. Number two, they have Poor Things, which I've heard is really good. Number three, Killers of the Flower Moon. Number four, Barbie. Number five, The Holdovers. Fantastic. I keep Giamatti. hearing that's a good one. I would love it if that won Best Picture. It won't, but oh, I would love it. Um, Past Lives, Anatomy of a Fall, supposed to be amazing. American Fiction, supposed to be also amazing and hilarious. Uh, Maestro with Bradley Cooper as Leonard Bernstein. And then number 10, The Zone of Interest which is about uh, the family of the concentration camp commandant who live next door to it and sort of pretend to have a normal life next door to the concentration camp. Oh, yeah. Great. I heard that. I heard about that one too. Yeah. Um, okay. Here, here's one that could be a come, come out of nowhere to win or to get nominated. Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. That was a great one. Could come out of nowhere. I don't think it's Oscar worthy, but it is definitely a good one. No, it's it's half a it's like half a movie basically. Um, okay, we should half. move on. We got a lot of categories. Shit. To okay, yeah. Like halfway through the podcast. <laughs> okay, already. okay, okay. Next one. Next one. Okay, next one. All right, this one. Everyone, everyone's talking about it, or not everyone actually. But <laughs> uh, UFO disclosure. Ah. All right. So in 2023, they had. Uh, Big hearings in Congress on UAPs. They're having another one tomorrow where the inspector general will come in and say what he's able to say. So my prediction, big prediction, 2024, I'm putting my cards on the table. There will be more disclosure, including that the UAPs are believed to be extraterrestrial. I... Still don't think that's going to happen. And if they do say that, I'm going to need some really, really compelling evidence. The TMZ documentary didn't uh, didn't do it for you. I haven't watched <laughs> it yet, but I will. <laughs> but a TMZ documentary is basically an oxymoron. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sometimes they get it right. Like they got Dana White on tape slapping his wife in Mexico. That was pretty impressive. Oh, could you imagine being the guy who <laughs> caught that footage? He, he just feels so good seeing that slap connect. <laughs> oh, uh, oh fuck. Know. I should have taken back my worst decision. What? It should have been uh, the UFC's whole slap fighting thing. That should have been. Oh, it. yeah. That, th I don't know how that is getting any views. He said it get, got more views than all other sports combined. <laughs> What? Yeah, he's just full of shit. That doesn't sound right at all. He nice. knows that he knows there's like a very popular sport everywhere else in the world called football. You mean um, soccer? Yeah, sure. If okay, you want to yeah. be an yeah. uncultured swine about it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, actually, Wink, someone wink. told me Zauer told me soccer is actually a British term. Oh, really? Did you know that? Did not. It's National Association of Football, the SOC and Association. ASOC? ASOC. Uh, A soccer? Soccer Society of Origin. Word. Soccer Origins Committee Crumpets. Um, okay. The difference between rugby and soccer. Yeah, yeah. A soccer. Association Rugby, football. You use your the latter term was further shortened to soccer. Huh. 
So, but that was from Oxford, University of Oxford, 1880s. Uh, okay. My prediction is they will discover that the U, whatever you're not calling it, UFOs anymore. You, whatever, uh, UFO, UAP, whatever you want. UAP. They're gonna they're gonna discover or reveal that they've discovered a new type of natural phenomenon that is that is responsible for these uh, sightings. It's not gonna be aliens. It's gonna be some sort of quirk in the multiverse, some sort of dark energy matter, something. It's gonna be something that's naturally occurring, but not intelligent. Hmm. Yeah. Inter- interesting. Uh, I like the dark matter, dark energy mm-hmm. thing. Like because, we're bumping up against the fourth dimension or something. Or uh, something like that, yeah. Like Because as scientists have discovered, the major- vast majority of the universe is not visible to us. Of the exactly. mass, like the mass of the universe, we can't actually see it. And it doesn't seem to interact with light or other matter. Um, <laughs> Which would be really weird to see something that was made out of that stuff. It would probably yeah. look really weird. Um, uh, another side note: uh, Have you seen any of the trailers that have come out for Three Body Problem yet? No, but uh, I love the, I love that, uh, that that series. Ah, oh, it's one of the best. Series I canceled I've ever... Netflix because I just hate them. I hate how expensive. Yeah, we're on that. We're on that train as well. <laughs> <clears throat> but the trailers, I want to believe that they're going to do this story justice, but I, I just, the trailers are, they look kind of cool, but they also, I'm getting the vibe that they're missing the, the main themes of the story based on what I'm seeing on the trailers. Yeah. Like, isn't the main theme of it supposed, isn't the main theme of it, like how would humanity respond if we found out that extraterrestrials are on their way to, Yes. glass glass the planet yeah yes and that's one of the things about the show that i think will be hard to get is yes the the books do follow certain characters throughout the story but the main but humanity as a whole is kind of the main character so i don't know how they're going to do that uh because that might be hard to translate do you know <laughs> a drama series i don't want to i don't want to cause you to feel a sense of certain doom about this but do you know who is the showrunners are for this. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But Hey, we can't ignore the first six seasons of game of Thrones. Okay. You can't. Yeah. First four for sure. Yeah. Uh, When, (laughs) when the, when the, the source material is available, they seem to do a good job, but there is granted. I grant that. Yeah. There's one point in the trailer where it kind of hints at the, basically, I'm just going to tell you, there's a part in the trailer where an alien arm appears. No. Which, if you know the series, they never find out what the aliens actually... Oh, spoiler alert. Yeah. It's not, a, it's they, not really a big idea. It's not really a big point. The, the, but the part of the story that... That's what I'm saying is I'm scared they're going to miss some of the themes because knowing like they don't... Knowing what the aliens look like physically is like a very, very non not important part of the story no it's it's way more about like uh like politics and the but it's also the masses and... what it's like that thing that monster movies always suffer from is once you see the monster it's not scary anymore right and so that's yeah that's what i'm worried about once we can put the image of the aliens in our minds it loses its kind of cosmic horror, its eldritch horror aspect, which is very important for the story, and which is why it was so compelling, because you don't know what these things look like, but they're still consuming every thought that humanity has. Uh, it's the whole, the horror element will be reduced if they show the aliens dramatically. Yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to be scared of like the, the aliens like their physical bodies like that's Mm-mm. not the point the point is like their overwhelming technology yes well we can't re- like do anything to stop and the it. idea of being watched no matter what you're doing you're being watched and yeah everything you're doing to try and prepare for this invasion they already know what you're doing mm-hmm. because they can they are basically an omnipresent entity on the earth before they even get there 
Yeah, they can observe it from afar yes. somehow. They have the ability to see what everything's everything that's happening on the planet at any moment. And so the feeling of absolute helplessness and horror is permeated through the whole society because no plans that they have can be done in secret. Mm -hmm. And they're already that. way behind technologically. So they're like, what can we actually do to prepare for this invasion and have the element of surprise, so to speak? And it's just impossible. And that's why it's such a hopeless story for a lot of it. Now I have to ask you a question and then we can move on. Yes, we can um, move on. But in the in the books, when they first learn that the invasion is coming, do they try to cover it up? Yes. I believe wow. that there is a period of time where only certain groups of people are aware of what's happening. Yeah. But I, I can't recall. That would have been fairly early on in this series. That's pretty I, early, yeah. I kinda wanna reread it, but uh, yeah, that book, that that trilogy just absolutely blew my mind. Anyways, Incredible. we need to move on. I can move talk on. about it. Uh, what's the next one? Okay, number five. This one is just going to get hotter and hotter and hotter. And that's, of course, the U.S. presidential election 2024. Biggest sporting event of the year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, they should have yeah. that shit on pay-per-view, I swear to God. Oh, man. I mean, people make money. Bruce Buffer uh, gets in there. It's time <laughs> to vote. <laughs> the fate of democracy on the line in the blue corner. Oh, they even have the right colors, too. I blue know. and red. What the fuck? <laughs> Is that planned? <laughs> Weighing in at 80-something years old. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. What would Trump's record be, right? He'd be like six feet, 280 pounds or something yeah it's uh, just totally different it's totally 80 years different. old one in three one in three one win three losses no he wouldn't he wouldn't record any losses no uh, oh, he'd be like sean o'malley he'd be like uh no no no, no I, I i i'm undefeated yeah. and it's like oh yeah i remember you getting taken out on a stretcher yeah i remember that uh <laughs> my prediction is trump will win and then he will resign within the first wow. year Wow. I think he just wants to get immunity. And then immediately, here's what he wants. He wants, he wants immunity from his crimes and he wants to say that he fucking won. After that, I don't think he's going to, I think he's uninterested. I think he's going to resign, hand it over to, I don't know, Ivanka or some shit. <laughs> um, man. So you think, so if he wins, then to like this immunity thing, I don't think he's going to get immunity. But are you saying like he could pardon himself? Is that the Essentially, idea? I think that's what he thinks he can do. He's going to pardon himself. Oh, that's yes. <laughs> of course, that's what he wants to do. The thing about pardoning himself is that he has to accept responsibility for what he did. He that's won't. The way, he that's won't, the way the pardon he works. You can't. You can't do the pardon unless you. You know write he will down, reword it. He'll reword nah, it to nah. <laughs> sound like he'll. He won't say he's pardoned. He'll say he's just stopping the unlawful persecution. So the pardoning assumes that he's convicted. Yes. You, well, you can preemptively pardon yourself too. Um, oh, actually, I don't know if you can or not. But okay, that, that's interesting. I don't think he thinks any of these rules apply to him. He's just going to say oh, something not, yeah. and that'll be it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the the polling is on your side. I think they're neck and neck. Trump's a little bit ahead. Um, but I, I have to, I have to disagree. I have to predict that if Trump is the Republican nominee, I'm absolutely, I'm like very confident Biden will win the election. And I know this is a big disagreement. I mean, I, I, I just want you to be correct. <laughs> I Here, here's here's what I think. I think, I think like the polls right now are, are crazy because I think the people who are the most engaged in the polls are the the MAGA people. They're the most like engaged politically out of everyone, and so they're the loudest. Yeah, and so they they take up all the airtime. Or they, they respond the most to polls and engagement and all the all that stuff. So I think they are captured in all of these polls and stuff that are out right now. But I think he he's never won the popular vote. 
he's gotten uh he's lost by a wider popular vote margin and i just think as it gets closer to the date and he's the nominee and people are like actually cuz people when i think when people in the states vote most of them choose based on the candidate not on the party and i think Trump is just such a terrible candidate that Joe Biden is obviously the better choice. I hope you're so right. I just, I just, yeah. I feel like the propaganda machine is, is, is very effective and mm. uh, people yeah. are just refusing yeah. facts. They're refusing facts when you can't, when you just straight up refuse facts, it is, uh, <laughs> Well, you're immune to facts. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. it just comes down to who you want to win, not uh, what they've well, done or who they are. Well, it's, it's like, and, and on top of that, like the, the whole facts thing, like uh, the other candidate, that the candidate that's probably going to be second to Trump is Nikki Haley. And she's like, just straight, like if you want to like get things done, yeah, she's straight up better. Like she will help you get your agenda through. Trump as president, didn't accomplish most of the things he promised. Like most of his big promises didn't really happen. Well, but they won't, they won't pick her because they like the, the rage machine and the, yeah. And the big, the big strong man. It, it is straight up a cult. The mega cult. It, it is the, it is the scariest new entity in that arena that I've ever seen. Obviously think that's true for most people yeah. that haven't that are born after world war ii yeah it's it's uh i it is very scary but i just think that as as the election comes closer people are going to realize that like hey the the economy is actually doing pretty well in the states it is they're going to realize crime is declining and it is and i think a lot of the the craziness is going to sort of get sucked out of it as people realize like, oh, things aren't that insane and Biden's a much better choice. My worry is that they're going to get enough people that have drank the Kool-Aid that you could show them all the stats from <laughs> all of the all of the websites that you always pull your stats from and they will just say it's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, only time will tell on this one. Okay, let's jump through the next few quickly because we have one, two, three, four left. But the okay. next two, I think, will be quick. Let's we can combine the next two. Okay, we can combine the next two. Okay, so this is your prediction for globally the most consumed food and the most consumed drink. Okay, and I am picking rice and milk. Okay, first of all, I don't know how the fuck you could not pick water for most consumed drink. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Second of, of all, isn't half the world like allergic to dairy? <laughs> yeah, but the people who aren't drink a lot of it. <laughs> I don't know. I just another just, just, today. Not many people just <laughs> casually drink milk. Yeah, but a lot of them do. No, they don't. <laughs> you and Santa Claus. Ah, man. Well, okay. Rice, though. Rice. Come on, rice. Mine is water and microplastics. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> microplastics are not a food. They will be. And the quantities are infinitesimal. They're small. No. They're going to be They're a saying they problem. find it in everything, but like how much of it do they find in everything? Like you can't make a Lego block out of the amount of plastic in a chicken breast. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're going to have to do. We're going to have to start uh, pressing oil, the oil, the plastics out of us. <laughs> Okay, well, okay, I think I'm right one. on that one. Water was definitely the number one. Water is right. Water is going to be right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, next one. Uh, number eight. What is next for AI? So we've had ChatGPT. Wait, you skipped one. Oh, did I? Superhero genre of movie. Oh, okay. Um, what's next for the superhero genre? Uh, I think 2023. Saw some big losers. I think 2024, oh, more, man. more big losers. More I watched big losers. the latest Doctor Strange last night. Oh, no. Unfucking watchable CGI garbage. Wow. That was their best performing 
Marvel movie was strange. It was, I was so, it was such lazy writing, such yeah. the, the CGI itself was abysmal in some parts. Really? Wow. It was, did you watch the latest, um, Ant-Man? Fuck no. They were both very similar in that they tried to, it's basically, they're just trying to make the most spectacular looking, most colorful looking scenery they can come up with. Like it's just, mm. they just want to trip you out. That's essentially what it looks like. It looks like they're just trying to trip you out with crazy colors and geometric patterns and like stuff behaving in a weird way. It, it was just the story and the characters, nothing there for me in either of those movies. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I need to correct myself. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was their best performing movie. That Not one was Doctor okay. Yeah. I watched that one. It was still like good enough. But yeah. The 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 Doctor Strange and the uh, Ant Man both very similar color palettes too, mm-hmm. which was annoying. Yeah. Just like a general purpley blue, kind <laughs> of like cosmic. They wanted everything to look like a nebula. Huh. Um, I think cosmic. they brought in Rick and Morty writers for those for that movie. Well. The Ant-Man or for those or? two movies, for Ant-Man and Doctor Strange, I think. Well, it played out like a very shitty Rick and Morty episode. Yeah. I will say that much. Um, just brutal. Couldn't couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. So uh, maybe our picks might overlap on this one, but uh, I'm predicting, and I mean, you can already kind of see this, but uh, I'm predicting that both that DC, I think, will do better than Marvel. I think DC will have a better year. Their movies will make more money. Because... I would agree with that. I think that's, that's right. gonna, yeah. I, right. I don't think they're going to be good. <laughs> Here's my prediction for the superhero genre. The only profitable superhero movies and shows are going to be R-rated. Whoa. Tough. Because Deadpool. That's a good, hey, that's. Logan. Those were all big hits, profitable. Yeah. Uh, the Boys. You're right. You're right. I just finished watching that bo- The Boys spinoff called Gen V. It was fantastic. I would wow. recommend it to anyone. Uh, almost, mo- I almost liked it better than the main series. Wow. But again, oh, lots of tits, wow. dicks, and violence. Man, he, he, I think you're right. And uh, I think it's because the, uh, the audience for superhero movies is older. That's what I'm saying is that kids have like, I don't think they're as committed to superheroes as the people that grew up with them that are in like their thirties now. No. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think the audience, uh, the, like when I, when, when Marvel, like, like when the dark Knight came out, I think I was, when, when did that come out? I can't even remember, but everyone's growing up and they can see, R-rated movies and the two biggest grossing movies so far, Oppenheimer and Barbie, both rated R, I believe. Well, there you go. I think it's going to be uh, Deadpool will be. I think Deadpool is the only movie on the docket for next for two, 2024 for Marvel. Uh, no, they got more than that. Do they? Oh, no, they got the web. Madam uh, Web. Madam Web. I think that's the trailer for that. I didn't see anything about it that made me want to watch it. I heard the Marvel. Because it's all women. Because of all the women. <laughs> you can have an all woman cast and it'll still be good. The the Gen V show I just watched. Birds uh, of Prey. That was great. More women on the cast than men. Mm-hmm. And it was a diverse cast. Uh, but it didn't feel preachy. It just they didn't like spend a whole time ta- a whole lot of time talking about how diverse everyone was. It was just like, okay, the cast is happens to be diverse and it's a good story and it's R rated and there's, and people fucking love it. (laughs) Yeah. I think, I think you're very, very right. So I think DC poised with Joker two. Yes. Which will definitely be R rated. Yeah. That's not even really a superhero movie though. What? Of course it is. There's no one with powers in that. The Joker has powers. What are his powers? He can manipulate people. That's not a superpower. <laughs> uh, really? You th- uh, I think it is. I think no, it is. No, <laughs> I think we're going to get, I think in the next decade, we're going to see all of the 
characters get R-rated movies. We're going to get R-rated Spider-Man. <laughs> We're going to get R-rated Avengers. We're going to get R-rated X-Men. I mean, we already kind of did with Logan. Yeah. But I think what? we're going to we're gonna essentially do the whole ride again, but R-rated. Wow, R-rated Catwoman? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> ASMR Catwoman. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. ASMR R-rated Catwoman. Yes. That, dude, that's fucking, that sounds awesome. Okay. We've got two categories left. Okay. All right, next one. What's next for AI? My prediction is no, there's not going to be artificial general intelligence. There's not going to be a super AI, but there will basically be the product from Joaquin Phoenix's movie, Her, Scarlett Johansson. AI I was just companions. About, there's a product coming out. I saw a commercial for, which is that exact product that he has in that movie. Damn. It's got a camera on it. Yeah. It has no uh, touch inputs. It's only voice. Wow. And it and in the commercial, people are just like literally talking to it as if it's a human. And they're, they're just like in the movie Her with Walking Phoenix. People carry it in their pocket. It has a camera on it. It's watching you. It's watching what you're doing. And you can ask it to like... Uh, you know, take pictures of stuff, send it to your email or like, like essentially it's just going to be this incredibly capable personal assistant. But mm -hmm. of course, if it becomes human like enough and it's responses, people are going to start getting attached to it as if it is a human. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Um, I forget what the device is called, but it's coming to market in 2024. And it, like I said, it's not a phone. It's, but it could call people for you if you wanted it to. It can do all that. It can send texts if you want it. It it has all the function of a phone, but there's no, I don't believe there's even a display on it. Wow. That's amazing. That's incredible. That's, uh, yeah, I think that's coming. It's We've seen this in, uh, in her and then in Blade Runner, the new Blade Runner. He has like an AI girlfriend. Yeah. This is like a big idea. It's definitely going to happen. And like all it is is like people don't need to know that it's actually sentient to become to form a relationship with it. No, definitely not. Definitely not. It just needs to to imitate it. It just needs to imitate it, right? It needs to Simulate. feel like it can carry on a conversation and feel like it's having genuine uh, interaction. Yeah. Okay. This is this is like a, a far out of left field, but also kind of extremely spooky and creepy. But uh, so, you know, the simulation theory, right? That uh, yes. we all live in a simulation. One of the arguments for why that we are living in the simulation is the idea that in the future, we will develop the ability to simulate, uh, recreate our ancestries and like our pasts. And like, for example, you could simulate the history of the world, like the dinosaurs all running around and then the cavemen and you can like watch it like watch like a simulation of earth's history oh, in super course. high fidelity. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is like, and so the idea is that there will be many of such simulations. Many people will be running them, but there will only be one non-simulated world. So if you are a conscious being, it is more likely that you are in a simulation than in the one true world. See, the thing that, about that is yeah. that we're either in the, we're either the, I heard someone just kind of refute this theory with this. It's like, we're either the very last at the bottom of the rung, like we're one simulation that hasn't figured out how to make simulations yet, or we're the very first one. Oh, no, no. What I, what I mean is, uh, so suppose that in the future, lots of people like everyone, everyone on earth has their own ancestor simulation on their laptop ah. and they all are running them at the same time in their like world that they live in the real world. Uh -huh. So there's one real world and then with full of conscious beings and then maybe billions of ancestor simulations also full of conscious beings. So all the beings are conscious but the overwhelming majority of them are in simulations. So for any given conscious being, it's more probable that you're a simulation than 
a non-simulation. See, this if, is what those I think... if those assumptions are true and you can run, you know, billions of simulations and all and their high fidelity and their conscious simulations, which are huge assumptions. That's my favorite solution to the Fermi paradox is that most civilizations, when they reach a technically uh, like a certain technological capability, it's much more appealing and uh, economic to just build simulations of stuff instead of actually exploring real space and entire civilizations. They just go into virtual realities instead of actually going out and trying to figure out what's going on in the universe. Yeah. Wow, because like eaten. for the most part, if you spend all that resource, all the resources and money and time and probably many innocent lives <clears throat> to go explore the universe when most of it's empty, why wouldn't you just take those resources and invest it in an extremely realistic simulation? And then you can have you can fill it with all sorts of amazing, interesting things. I mean, I, I, I think the stars are really beautiful. And I would go up simulate there. them. <laughs> simulate maybe they stars. are. Maybe they're not. Yeah. Simulate I, a whole alien race if you want a whole alien well, that, civilization. That's the thing is like we are the crazy thing is like all of we are literally creating this technology that we predict will be in the future. That means we're simulated. Like we're yeah. like we're we're taking a, like the best thing, the craziest thing that we love about AI, even though it can do so many good things. The only thing we really care is how it can pretend to be like us. Yeah. <laughs> that brings me back. I listened to that whole AI George Carlin album last night. And yeah. I don't know how it's it was Will made Sasso. Again. Dude, I don't think Will Sasso can write like this. Legitimately. Really? I really don't think Will Sasso can write this material. Ah, damn it. It was blowing my mind. It was very, very. Some of it was very like ge almost genius level writing. Like that's not like George Carlin. I I don't know about that. Well, listen to the album. Tell me what you think. And he's going off. No, on... I, I have no doubt that it's phenomenal. But I yeah. just like, can they imitate genius? I don't know. Sure they can. Why not? I just don't think they're going to be able to come up with original comedians that are purely AI that aren't imitations of already famous comedians. Is, any, is, is anything not just an imitation of everything else? <sighs> Maybe what is not. this a philosophy podcast yeah right, let's move on um, <laughs> i will say at one point in the album ai george carlin starts talking about how he is the new uh he will replace all comedians him and all the other famous comedians that they bring back to life are just gonna take over <laughs> essentially Ooh. mocking mocking us humans throughout the whole special he's mocking us Human. That's Will. That's Will Sasso. Will Will Sasso. Dude, I know Will Sasso. I know who he. I know his comedy. I know his style of comedy. He's not writing these bits. Maybe his partner is, but he's yeah. not writing these bits. Listen to the I, album. Listen to the album, well, and we'll talk about it next week. Okay. the The AI thing that introduced it did not claim to have written it. It just said it. It got his voice, his attitude, his cadence, and his subject matter. I'm telling you that whoever wrote it is very very smart if they actually wrote those bits they are very very capable comedians yeah was the 1000 yeah so to to imitate george kylan's like style and voice in the and not in the sound uh sound uh the definition of the sound of his voice but you know in like his artistic voice to nail mm. that and have all these really very carlin-esque insight kind of insightful bits or like, I don't know. I just, I don't think Will Sasso wrote it. Well, here's what I want to know. I want to know how many people were involved in making it humans and how many hours of labor did those humans have to do to, to get it? Uh, I think someone was sitting there generating uh, jokes for a long time until it came up with stuff that was actually good. Okay. Yeah. That, that's probably makes sense. Yeah. Still very disconcerting. Um. Very disconcerting, <laughs> but I do think it's still a long way off for being the, the uh, preferred choice of consuming comedy. Yeah. All right. So our, our final category, this is a, a weird one. I was running out of ideas, but I think this is interesting. And that's uh, what's going to be the big industry disruption. Oh, I thought so, we were already on that. I have AI. <laughs> 
Okay, there you go. AI disrupted comedy. Nice. <laughs> well, I just said I have AI will continue to destroy art and culture, but eventually nice. lead to a superior form of art and culture. Interesting. Oh, I got another out of the box take. So it's going to suck for a while, but eventually it will be. It'll be essentially better. it will dismantle our current forms of art and culture, and it will rebuild with. It will there will be new forms of art and new a new culture will emerge that are superior. Wow. That's that's bold. I'm a bold a man. A bold move, Cotton. Yeah. Okay. Um who's gonna what's gonna happen to all the actors and the writers when their industries get disrupted? People are gonna end up just having to do art. What about the new deals that the unions again? made? <laughs> Here's oh, the thing. Man. Here's maybe an idealistic situation, right? Art AI gets so good it replaces everyone's jobs. No one has to work, right? But it's also better than us at art and better at us than at everything else. So humans will get to a point where they literally have to start doing things purely for their own enjoyment again. And that, that will end up leading to a revolution in uh, enlightenment. Oh, and then we will be better again at art than the machines. No, we'll just be, we'll be happier than we we'll were happy. <laughs> when we were doing it for monetary gain. Well... You you're you're the... going to be doing it in for the pleasure of in the moment while you're performing, while you're doing your art. You're going to be doing it purely because it makes you happy. And it, it won't be as good as whatever the AI can make, but it won't matter because you're not going to be doing it for outside uh, acknowledgement and outside acceptance. You're going to be doing it purely for the joy it brings you to do it. And that will end up, everybody will have to do that because it'll be the only option. And then mm -hmm. that will lead to an overall enlightenment of how to be happy. That's a, that's uh that is the exact same advice that the great writer Kurt Vonnegut gave to an elementary school class. Uh, basically, do art, do it for your whole life, not to get famous, but so that you can experience becoming. Exactly, and that's going to be the only option for artists once AI is better at everything than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So instead of doing a, instead of performing for the glory or the money or the fame, you're doing it purely for how it makes you feel good, and that's going to end up leading to overall better, more happiness for people. Okay, will there be? Because everyone, everything is made by machines now, but things that are handmade by artisans fetch a higher price. Will there be a similar thing with with art? Uh, the AI art, maybe it's technically better, but maybe it's produced by a human artisan, like a real human comedian. Maybe it, it's better. That all depends on the attitudes towards whether people care about mm. how something's made. I get, right but now, you, that's probably a thing because AI is new and it's threatening. But uh, you know, if you get like a handmade whatever, it's going to be able to be three D printed and higher quality and people are just going to not care. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I, I think personally like a nice piece of pottery from Vancouver Island handmade by a potter is always better than something from a mass produced kiln or something like that. That is true for now. <laughs> for now. Okay. <laughs> Robot right. potters are coming. <laughs> right. Right, my, okay. my industry disruption. Okay. Um, go, go. Sorry. So uh, the UFC is facing a big antitrust case with a hearing in April. And this is a huge case that if it goes to court, um, the judge has already signaled he'll, he'll, uh, he will likely side with the defendants or sorry, the, uh, the plaintiffs who are suing the UFC for monopolistic practices, unfair contracts, that kind of thing. Good. Um, so they're going to lose so this case. fucking sad yeah. that people can, the sport requires you to get, dedicate all your time and money to it for training, right? These people, if you want to make it in the UFC, you can't be working full time. You have to be training full time mm -hmm. and <clears throat> you make it to the big show and you only get a couple fights a year and it's just, you're, it's a poverty. You're, you're in poverty unless you're one of the top 10. Yeah. And of course that's, 
that's how Dana White likes it. He likes them fighting for their food. <laughs> yes. He, he's essentially like a plant, uh, a fucking uh, plantation owner. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's apt. It's apt. Um, yeah. So, and then I think, uh, I think this is going it, to, it's weird because UFC fighters, they are like gig workers. Like they, well, no, sorry. That's not even right because they are like, uh, they're clearly employees in every sense of the word. Yeah. And yet they don't get any of the benefits of employees or and they can't get their own sponsors. So it's like, and they can't have you, sponsors. That, that yeah. to me is like, just let them get their own sponsors. What, what's the harm? They don't want them on the shorts. They want that. Uh, they want that branding. They want that UFC branding everywhere. Not interrupted by your sponsors logo. Unless it's on the canvas of the octagon, in which case they will cram in 68,000 different logos on there. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so dumb. Dana White's an, an idiot. Yeah. Uh, slap fight. Another prediction. I think there will be a slap fight at UFC 300 in between events. <laughs> that should be illegal. That's like. It's actually legal in California now. It got I approved know, but... by their athletic commission. What the, okay, who greased those palms? It's, it's literally brain damage in real, like just nothing but brain damage. There's no technique. If there's any technique, it's very minimal. There's Here's no the strategy. Technique. There's nothing involved that can, you can't defend yourself. There's no, there's no tactics beyond just hope I don't get knocked out this one. Yeah, the, the technique is try to weigh over 300 pounds. And then learn how to rotate your upper body. <laughs> it's to call that a sport is is a farce. Yeah. Um, and there's a apparently there's a big thing coming in the states where Joe Biden is going to have a rule redesignating independent contractors. So these are people who work for things like Uber, other other companies where again they're not considered employees, even though they they are. Um, they're going to change that. So I think big change is coming to the gig economy. Good. Yeah. All right. That's our podcast. Holy shit. We went over. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Happy 2024. Happy. Yeah. 2024. Bye. <laughs>